Harry Han, welcome. Thank you for having me, Frank Cardona. Is this the first time you're listening to your voice on audio? Uh, no, not really. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah. It I, surprises people. Yeah, well, you know, I've been doing a lot of, like, um, ADRs, which is uh, voiceover wait, stuff. Wait, 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 let's get to that. Oh, okay, One cool. second. Okay, let's... so we're going back to 2013. We're listening to Overly Dedicated by Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> you and I, we're in the middle of our university degrees. That's right. Um, remember we used to go hang out in the, were you in forestry in the forestry building? Yeah. Well, why don't we take it even back? How long have I known you for? Uh, since Windsor, dude, like probably grade eight. That's right. So Windsor secondary school is a, is a high school in North Vancouver, um, that Frank and I went to. So we're almost childhood friends. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're on the pod for the first time. (laughs) Yeah. This is amazing. (laughs) So, so, uh, yeah, I was in forestry, um, uh, funny story, 2013, I wanted to get into nursing. Oh, right. I remember yeah, that. That's right. So UBC nursing, you oh, so have you would to... would still stay in the institution. Right. So I was in the forestry program. I, I wanted to get all my prerequisites done to get into the program. And, uh, and uh, yeah, a couple years in, I had a freakout accident. And, uh, yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> I remember... Because well, I was in university at the same time. We both joined a fraternity the same fall, I'm pretty sure. That's right. So we were well on our paths for our university degree yeah. and a quick start in the middle class. Just living that life, bro. Going yeah, bro. to work. <laughs> and I actually finished my degree. I kind of regret it because I owe all this money now. Yes. But I remember we didn't hang out for a while because we both went into our university lives. Even right. though sometimes I went to UBC to study with you and shit. Right. Well, you know what? The grass is always greener on the other side. <laughs> always. Always. <It's, laughs> <laughs> it was for you. So we're going through university. And then I th- probably like now, like we hung out a year later. That's right. And I think I'm remembering it this way. Maybe I'm making it up. But we're sitting in a car and you're like, dude, I dropped out. <laughs> Yeah. What year did you drop out? Uh, I'm thinking we were also... Was it 2014, uh, a year later, or was it er later? Yeah, I I think so. It's all a blur. Um, Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I I did. I just remember you telling me you dropped out. You weren't doing the fraternity shit. Yeah. And on the the other side, I was in a fraternity for so long, and then uh, finished my degree. Right, right. But you made the early jump to... Probably like a dream life attainment. Well, it, it was, you know, when I went to university, I had, a, I had the, the, the Were you typical, happy? no, I had the typical, the, the typical mindset of what university uh, was, Climb uh, the ladder. was going to, what I thought it was going to be, right? Not what it was for what it actually is. And so, um, yeah, two years in, um, everything that I was doing was just, Monotonous. <laughs> oh, just not. I, w- I was forcing myself to wake up every day to do the things that I didn't want to do. To, you know, take the classes. To, you know, to potentially get Did into the nursing ever... program. And I'm like, for what purpose? Like, why am I doing this? And then I started to realize <laughs> critical thinking of my life. I- exactly right. It, that it. That's when it opened the uh, the door. Did you feel uh, family pressure to stay in university? Were Definitely. They, were they upset when you told them? Like, I'm thinking I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, or did your parents say, did, you, th- did they accept it quickly? Yeah, um, I haven't told a lot of people this, but um, 
during the time when I was at my worst. I think I was I was depressed um, going to university at UBC, right? So um, it it got to the point where I wanted to. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So you feel lost. Yeah, I was, I was lost. Everything that I was doing was just... I knew my body was telling me, like, why are you doing this? Abort. For what purpose? Abort. Exactly. And, and thank God, you know what? That was probably the most important decision you um, made. that I made to drop out. Um, till this day, it was the best choice of my life. Um, and what did you do? Did you know right away that you knew what you wanted to try to do at least so i've always wanted to dabble in the in the arts um that being said i am a guy with a lot of fears and like a lot of insecurities so for someone like me to um go into this field uh was obviously just a hobby i didn't Okay, it started at first as a hobby. Yeah, I didn't... um, Did you ever do any drama or art stuff in high school? Because I remember we played basketball and shit. Or were you a sports guy and you're having this realization later in your life? Yeah, I've I've always wanted to do... do, uh, I've always acted and I've always kind of like sang, right? Okay. Um, But... uh, And and there was a glee club that we did in high school. I don't know if you remember. Um, Maybe... I yeah. remember Glee was a thing. A few uh, years we got ago. on the news and everything, so <laughs> we were pretty big, I guess. Uh, but um, yeah, I've I've always wanted to do it. I had a lot of fears, um, a lot of insecurities, and I I got in just to do it as a hobby and and to see what I could do in this part of uh, what would come out of it. Well, I had a social anxiety, so. I would get easily just like spooked, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all have that a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so my main focus was to work on that, which led me to take acting classes. And I, f- when I first dabbled in the acting classes, I started to realize, um, I like this, the, the, the yeah, it's like a drug. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, the endorphin, the the yeah, runner's high, yeah, times similar... by tenfold. Like, oh, it's yeah, a good the feeling. Achievement feeling. Yeah, um, of doing what you want. <laughs> and funny thing is, so I started taking these lessons, and from the moment I would finish acting classes, the rest of the week would be easy. Nothing would. Uh, you know, uh, nothing would spook me. Nothing would really get at me because all I was thinking about was acting class. Oh my god! Like, how am I going to perform? How am I going to f- perform? And since that was the hardest part, um, that I had to deal with, everything else just happened to just flow. And, nice. And, I love uh, that word. That word, flow state. Exactly, Bruce Lee. Be like water, my friend. Yeah. Right? So, um, I started catching on that ride. And here I am now doing the same thing that I did you know, four, four years ago. I went on your page. What's that page called for movie people? <laughs> IMDB. Good, because I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of your big movie appearances have been in Star Trek and Beyond. Or Beyond, sorry. Yeah, that's beyond. right. Star Trek Beyond. Uh, the Man on the High Castle, that movie where 
if the world if Hitler had won the war, what would the world be like? Yeah, ten, like five years later, right? A, a TV series, yeah, not it's a movie. on Amazon, right? Amazon it's based Prime. on a book from like the 1950s. There you go. Done, done the X Files, yes. The Flash, yeah. That was and my... latest, what I saw on social media was the Butterfingers commercial, <laughs> where you were a spooky vampire <laughs> yeah. eating a candy bar. That's right. So, so what do you what do you want me to start off with? Let's we go. made it through with that story is what I wanted to talk about. Right. Do you just want me All to All right, I have a question. Now that you're in this acting world, yes. is there an active community that you're a part of or does it feel like you're hanging out with yourself a lot? Um, there is a great community. Uh, there's <laughs> have you made like new friends that you hang out with often and like you have this community bond feeling? Yeah, there's this thing. I see a lot of Asian people obviously uh, in the room, but there's... There is like a, a connection that that you guys get um, within your own uh, ethnic groups, because um, those are guys that you uh, would most often see in audition rooms. You guys are competing mm. for the same roles. You guys have that. Okay, relationship. this was another question I had that you're going to lead with. Yeah, uh, do they judge you on your ethnicity a lot for casting? Uh, is that like a big component? So it depends. It depends what, because I think commercial is a lot different than TV film. Okay. Um, right. I, I think I work, uh, I've, I've been fortunate enough to work a, a lot with the commercial industry. Um, and after, you know, four or five years in the business, um, it, it comes down to looks. Oh. Yeah. It comes so down you gotta, to, obviously you, you have gotta to stay fit. Obviously you have to perform. Do you know what I mean? Right. Obviously, you have to tell the truth in what right. you're doing. But but how is it going to look on camera? Everybody, most people that go into the room, you can perform. I don't see that many unattractive people on TV or in commercials. <laughs> right. Every time somebody's buying a car, they're like a, right. a super nice looking middle class family. That She may have been a model. Yeah. But you, now she's a mom and she's <laughs> driving a Hyundai. <laughs> exactly. And... Uh, um, uh, those, yeah, it, it comes down to looks um, more than anything, I think. Uh, uh, which, um, I don't know. It, it's Can you transcend with your role playing past these look things if you were like good enough? Or does that like depend on if you get spots on movies and shit? Yeah. Because how do you develop like your movie acting if you're not right. in movies constantly? That's right. Um, I, uh, this is just my... To my knowledge, I think in terms of commercials, the I think the more okay, you, the those more are smaller you, clips. Yeah, the, it's smaller clips. But in terms of longevity as a career, mm-hmm. um, there's the more, constant action. The more you book commercials, doesn't mean you are expected to, ha- you know, expected. Um, uh, what's the word? Um, to have skills? No, you're you're, you're not. A, it's it's not like because if you do one commercial, you're you're gonna get the next one and the next right. one and the next one. TV shows. S- movies you might get that okay um but uh definitely not so when i book commercials it's i i just think of it as great acting you know a little acting practice that i can get mm-hmm. and and it's just uh money yeah yeah and you're connected with the myself. industry like probably next door there's a theater or yeah. a, or a right. movie production studio right you're probably in a movie production studio yeah. unless the commercial is like outside exactly unless you're driving a, hun- a hyundai yeah, through yeah, vancouver yeah. <laughs> along granville street yeah or over the canby street yeah, bridge shut down the whole bridge <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I wonder when Tesla is going to have ads here. Uh, yeah. They probably do. Yeah, well, there are a couple of Tesla uh, stations down by uh, just uh, on the on the east side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that? Uh, have you felt a moment where you're like, I just hit the success bar, <laughs> or are you still waiting for that <laughs> big moment? <laughs> Does that ever happen? Oh, man. If anybody's listening and wants to comment, like, have you felt, like, the moment you're like, I just succeeded in life. Like, you just attained one of your main goals in life. Does, do people still follow that? Uh, mo- most of the actors that I encounter, they're very hardworking people. Yeah. Um, so, so they don't usually like to... I mean, obviously, you know, I have, you know, I'll wake up one day and, and you know, I'll see, like, my commercial on TV or, or something like that and... Definitely, you do get uh, snips of those feelings. Yeah. Right? But then uh, it's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> it's it's not never enough. enough. Never there's enough. never going to be a bar where you no. like a, achieve this like ultra meditative state because you're yeah, like, no. I accomplished everything to my legacy. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's an unach- unattainable dream. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Ever since I started getting into creative things, I've been fearing death more because i'm like i need more time dude like right sometimes i'm on my bike biking through the city very dangerously and i'm like about to die sometimes because i zone out on a red light or something (laughs) it happens right and i'm like shit i could have died and i would have lost all this opportunity to do something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i feel like i'm on that trajectory as well that i want to do things right versus working in some sort of setup that is just about me getting money, right. starting a family, Wait. having a house. Right. I mean, I mean, you also need to think about those things, but definitely. Yes, of course. But I'm not in the position right yeah. now. Right. But you know, you know what? That being said, I, the thing like what you're doing right now, it's it's another art form in itself, and um, and it's fun. It's fun. It's fun, and it's hard. It's tough. I have a theory also that it's like therapeutic. Very Often so. do you sit down with somebody without having your phone out right. and you're all distracted and you're watching TV at the same time and right. you're just like zoning through these three things that you could watch and there's a person next to you type thing. Mm-hmm. But you put on these headphones, you have a mic and you have to sit. I'm looking at you in the eyes right now. <laughs> oh my God. How did you stare at somebody straight? <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. Just That's why looking. podcasting is fun. So I think it's therapeutic. Like if you go to a therapist or something and you're just talking to somebody for a while, yeah. I'm your therapist right now, okay? You're going to feel so much better in like an hour. <laughs> for free, too. You're going to feel for transcendent free. for free. Oh, we're going to be on the runner's high after this. Yeah, Times tenfold. for sure. Every time I finish a podcast, I've only finished one and put it out. But when yeah. I did that, I was like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally! Yeah, don't have to spend five bucks on buying yeah. a, uh, a J. <laughs> yeah, that's like a jump. You're always thinking like, I'm going to go do this thing. And then you're just thinking about it for like a year or two years. And then right. you don't do it. And then all of a sudden I just have a manic moment. I'm like, put it on the credit card. Let's fucking go. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I prepared for like a month figuring out how I was going to buy this gear. Right. And for anybody who's listened to like the Tim Ferriss podcast, this is basically the, the setup he uses. 
So you get good quality and it's portable. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to come to my studio. I can come to you. Yeah, for those of you guys... I who can are, go global. <laughs> for those of you who are listening right now, uh, Frank is currently at my house. We are sitting in my living room with the TV on. We're just hanging out. Yeah, there's yeah. no audio on the TV. No. Hopefully no kids start talking because I don't want anybody to hear them. Yeah, I'll shut them up so hard. Hey, kid. Yeah. We could just God. yell at people out the window. Yeah, I got um, some, I got some uh, BB guns. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can throw these acting things up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, kid, you want to get hit by this acting light? Uh, no, they're all expensive stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they don't do? deserve it. They don't I deserve it. No. That's funny. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, so so I want to talk about you for a little bit. Sure. Um, uh, so, I mean, what's your story behind this? I know you were you were telling me early on that you wanted to dabble in this and you wanted to... You, you were ta- talking to me about some creative ideas that you've had. Um, uh, so, w- what do you see... Uh, in the next five, ten years with this podcast if you were to continually, you know, actively uh, pursue it? Uh, I just have my own show where I randomly, maybe not randomly, I'm targeting people right now, but mm-hmm. eventually if I'm traveling, randomly run into somebody who has a cool life. Right. Because when I was traveling, I would run into people who are like uh, an expat. One guy I met was an expat who started a mountain biking race across Colombia. Unreal. Like all the way around. And this dude is from England just moved to Cali, Colombia, the mm. salsa capital of South America, where it's beautiful heat all the time. It's like right. summer all year. And they just start cool things out there. So when I'm traveling, I'm like, dude, if I had that, had that podcast gear, I'm sitting in this hostel talking to some random dude. Sometimes there's other people who have cool stories too. Mm-hmm. And I could have recorded it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when, I, when I see what you do, yeah. um, I... I think it's very much so acting because, you know, um, essentially, mm, we're, yeah, we're, we're trying to empathize with, uh, you know, people in different situations, you know, different countries and, and, and all that. Um, and I just see your job as uh, acting, but in real life. Right. <laughs> right. Whereas I, what I do is in, in a confined, you know, uh, safe right. environment, whereas you, what dude, you're doing, I was it's afraid. Real. It's, everything is real. In high school, dude, th- even through university, I was deathly afraid of public speaking. Dude, me too. This isn't public speaking. This is I'm not talking, public I'm speaking. I'm not on a stage right no. now and there's like 100 people staring at me. Right. I probably still fear that, actually. 100%. Who, who wouldn't? But this is a good first step. I'm just getting used to talking out loud. Right. I've been talking in writing a bit through right. like university writing bullshit, then doing an internship at a news website in mm-hmm. columbia you know what um I, i've been i've been having tough times with it, with this type of stuff too performance anxiety mm. right the more you think about it the the more right. it drives you crazy um i was reading a ted talk uh, i forget the lady who was talking but she says whenever you kind of get into this thought of yeah it's in the thought for sure of course because if you turn off your thought and you just go into flow state like right now, I'm not even thinking that much about what I'm no, talking I'm about. No, I'm talking just, about blah, 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 like I could talk, whatever. It's right, it's just coming out. Right. Um. So she was saying, when you have these these thoughts of of uh, maybe you know you're anxious before you perform, just think about you know, just think about flow state. <laughs> <laughs> be like bro, be bro like bro water, my friends. Turn it on. <laughs> uh, she says, um, <laughs> it's not about you. Don't be so selfish in the sense that. Whatever you're doing right now, you're, all you are is a vessel to carry on the, the message that you're trying to con- convey. Right. Right? 
So I shouldn't start thinking I'm anxious. Oh my god, I'm feeling it. No. Yeah, once you start thinking about yourself, like, and labeling it, this is right. how I feel. This is right. then it goes carries on, and then mm-hmm. your body attacks. Yeah. Atta- attaches to it. Right. So you know. Right. Just got to be intense focus on what you have to get done, what your purpose is, and then I think everything else kind of falls along the lines. And right. Yeah. And you also have to. Like when you're over panicking about starting something new, right. like podcasting or oh, yeah. acting. I, I, I'm such a, I'll tell you a story. Um, when you just make that first jump, then you feel more comfortable trying again. It's always the first yeah. jump. That's like the most anxious moment of your life. Right. And again, it, it's a, it's a, it's one thing. It's a domino effect. One thing can just ah. carry everything out and, and it's like a roller coaster, but uh, you have to let it let it, you know, take it, you know, take you on, you know? Um, But I'll tell you a story. (laughs) My first TV film audition I've had was at the the North Shore Studios Park in Tilford. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was for Arrow, I think. That's the TV show? The TV show, the CW TV show. Uh, I think this is maybe four years ago. Um, I had two lines... Mm-hmm. I don't remember the scene, but the scene I was the scene involved me in an elevator, and I had to say two lines to this. I don't know who it was, but whoa, man! Talk about anxiety attack. Walk into the room, couldn't even slate my name. Uh, panic attack, sweating before I could uh. even start the scene. The scene started. I didn't know where to look. Words weren't coming out. You know. Do they get really mad at you if you ruin the shot and they're like, we have to shoot again because of this guy? Well, well, I'm talking about the audition. So this yeah, is before yeah. you book the gig. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Oh, going into all yeah. the audition shit. Yeah, audition. And, uh, I thought you were in the elevator already. <laughs> no, no. No, I should see. I, I, yeah. I wasn't prepared. And uh, I didn't see them for a year and a half. What do you mean? I didn't get... I didn't get auditions with them for the next year and a half. Oh, with that studio? With with those guys, yeah. Wow. Because um, they, they recorded and it's on record? Is it like the first thing if you come up and show up to do another audition or even when they're looking to bring you in for an audition, they look at that one clip that no, they own? No, 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 no. Or do they look at your whole portfolio as, as you're growing? There's so many things that are involved, you know. Um, definitely it is it is a lot of a competition and it's a, it's, it's the, it's a competition to get into the room for sure. Um, but that being said, uh, there's is there so... like a recruiting industry in the studio that is just in charge about finding people and bringing them in? Well, those are the casting directors. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they just what do they do? Do they sit on their computer and look for people, or use more of a personal relationship with agents and shit? So yeah, all, all what is you're saying is data being used. Yes. Yeah, so there's a big database. Um, is it turning into sports, or you have like algorithms that decide your value? Based on a role, essentially, oh, based on shit. who you are as an actor. If you've done more, there's a there's a higher, obviously higher rate. Do they look more of your numbers of things you've done, or yes. the quality of your work? Um, like as long as you have a big portfolio, are you like guaranteed work now? Because you're just no. You also have to be the right right person. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, but um, there's a lot. It's not just about uh, the acting. There is a lot of political issues, a lot of business, you know, issues, and there's just a lot of things that play into the aspect of you getting the part. So, 
the toughest thing for actors to accept is that it's not you. Mm. Yeah. You know, uh, someone told me you do 60 auditions and if you book one, yeah. you're doing okay. <laughs> wow. So that's a lot of work because you go out to a place all right. and there's no guarantee that you're going to get that first paycheck. So mm. you're spending at least, what, like three, four hours? Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. I don't know how many hours it takes, but you know, yeah. it's, uh, just because you think you're not going to get the job doesn't mean you can half-ass it. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you're trying to make a good impression to these casting directors. Okay, I have a question based on another podcast I heard. Right. Uh, Go for it. You know how before we sat down to do this podcast, I'm like, I'm like, the number one thing you can do is be yourself. Like, don't sound like a different person. So now let's talk about an audition. When you go in there, do you change as a person? Do you go up to the person and you're like, oh, nice to see you again, if you know them or something? I did. Do you have to like be like super like into pleasing them? Like you have to have like an attitude where you're like, ah, oh, I'm so happy to be here. Like you can't show up if you're in like a bad mood that day for some reason. You can't just show up and let that show. Still act and do all your things, but you can, you have to be like this. You always have to be this up person. No, that's not what they are looking for. Because uh, that's right. the one thing that probably won't get you the job. Um, is is being needy. That is, uh, what you're whoa. saying. What you're saying right now is a sense of neediness. Yeah, yeah. Please yeah. look at me. Please look at yeah, me. I can yeah, do this. Yeah, I'm presentable. Saying. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, because um, <laughs> I was just, you can it, smell that from a mile away. Oh, nobody. Do you think that changes when you're uh, doing like TV roles or an acting gig? Like, like you have to like if the director's there or something and he's looking for this one person. Like, do you have to? Are they going to accept you for who you are or do you have to... You have to go Because on another podcast... That's the one thing that you are confident about. On another podcast, on Joe Rogan, he was like, when I was in that scene, like, whenever I went to auditions, people were just not themselves. They were like this fake person who's like, oh, great to see you again, Ken, and blah, blah, blah. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about and I can tell you for a fact that I'm, I've been that person. Right. That's probably at the beginning a lot Bro. too because you're like... Holy shit. Yeah, man. You're like, tense. You're so tense. You walk into a fake bi- a fake studio with the, in a fake building in a fake room and then you have to do a fake scene. And read <laughs> what's, the... What's real about that, huh? Yeah. How, <laughs> right? So as a starting off actor, how can you just say walk into a room be yourself when everything else is fake? Yeah. Um, so guess... obviously as an actor, that's what you want to achieve is, yeah. is, is being able to speak freely in oh, those situations right, in front of the right. camera in front of in front of other people and um you know i think for me i still have a tough time you know <laughs> some days are better than others mm-hmm. uh but the fear is still there from four years ago i just know how to act better and i can uh, okay i can handle myself more. i'm sure eventually once you're confident in your skills it just creates less tension because you know you can you know you can do it unless it's like a difficult role or something it's like right. something you've never done right. but if it's something that you're like i got this in the bag you yeah. probably walk in with a strut you're like what's up ken right right hey so yeah <laughs> some are definitely harder than others uh if the scene is if the character is is you know uh if the guy is closer to me per, like in real life then yeah. obviously the lines come easier the acting, you're used to you saying, can be more natural because it's it's almost who you are as a person. Yeah. But you know, I'll, I'll sometimes go out for uh, lawyers. They have a different posture. They right. talk Confidence. differently. They're confident. I'm not that. I confident. know the law. Playing those playing those characters. If you're, it's it's. Ah, tough. I see that. Yeah. 
Because um, you got to be something you're that not. you're not, right? I mean, it, well, again, there's... I guess eventually you have it's to... It's a version of myself. I could be a lawyer. Um, but I'm so sure what you, would that look like? That's how I need to get there. You probably just have to watch a bunch of videos of lawyers and then practice it. Like, walk yeah, around your room totally. and be like... I'm a lawyer. I feel it. I went to Harvard. I yeah. am the one percent. Right. <laughs> I object. Yeah, I'm ripped. Right. Yeah. So, um, it, it's this is like any other career. Yeah. You know, this is like any other career in any field job. It's you want to come into the room as yourself. Yeah. That's the best way you're gonna get hired. I feel like you need one edge of like nervousness to keep you propelling forward. Yeah. Because you're doing harder, more difficult things. Right. And then you also need that comfortableness from having practiced this one skill or this these set of skills over and over mm-hmm. that you can just go into them right away instead of like, oh, how do I do this again? Right. Or how should I feel? Like you just know the switch turns on quicker. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure that'll happen once our brains develop better. We're only 26 right now. Yeah. I'm not that old. Exactly. Think about. Th- I think I'm pretty sure, like neurobiologically, this is when our brain reaches peak control of like. Right. Are we still growing? You're less impulsive. I'm still pretty impulsive, but we're still growing. At, yeah. At, right. Physically. And then at some point, 26. our testosterone will drop, and we'll be like, oh. yeah. Unless we go on roids or some woo, shit. Woo. Yeah. Would you take stem cells if they rejuvenated your life? <laughs> if somebody says I can do it safely, or or younger blood, would you do that? If they guarantee there be no side effects and you will feel younger and better. Ugh, what's, of course. I'd probably consider it. <laughs> of course, I would consider it too. Actually, maybe not. Uh, Actually, plug it in, dude. Because I, I, I'm not trying to die yet. I'll, I'll look this age. I'll look exactly what I look now till like I'm 55. So Yeah, that's true. Really Actually, matter, we got good minority genes. Oh, yeah, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> for, all, for all you rest of you guys. Yeah. Suckers out there. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, genes are good in my family. I'll look <laughs> like I'm 30 when I'm 50, so it's dope. Unless yeah. I go bald. <laughs> bro, I don't, don't know. If- bro, don't <laughs> even get me started right now. So so it's it's hereditary. So it's it's your mother's <laughs> Is it guaranteed hereditary? Her- 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 a lot of it, I think most <laughs> of it is. Or is there a percentage that uh, I can get away with here? Oh, man. Because yeah, I have balding on my grandpa, then my dad seems to have skipped it so far. Okay. But who knows if it suddenly arrives. And may, am I, is it a jumping thing? Am I because I have nice luscious South American <laughs> hair right now? Yeah, yeah. But if I if I went bald, I would shave my head right away. Bro, probably. if you if you go into my bathroom right now, I have a little set of uh, Minoxidil, which is uh, which is like Rogaine. Oh, does yeah. it work? Or do you get this weird patchy looking? Well, like- they say you have to put it on every day, and. <laughs> I'm not. I'm so lazy. I'm not gonna wake up in the morning and like, at our age, and, like, can you avoid like baldness by applying these? products potentially <laughs> they, dangerous and chemically they say it works and and i've like done research or i've like looked at a lot of videos of doctors um that say that it's harmless it contains 50 percent asbestos <laughs> <laughs> yeah can i where else can i put this <laughs> yeah do you um, think people rub that shit all over their body and like grow hair Dude, if I'm does it work honest, or is it just on your I, head? I want to put some on my, my oh, cheeks. Oh, grow to see a if beard. Can, yeah, why not? They say I'm don't sure. do it, but we're in 2018. You should be able to just grow yeah. a beard somehow. Yeah. If people are eating. If people are eating uh, those Tide Pods, man, I can put some Rogaine on my cheeks. <laughs> Try it out, dude. Yeah. It's in your bathroom, right? It can't be as stupid as eating <laughs> fucking 
<laughs> Tide Pods. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but those, they, they do look pretty good. <laughs> okay, here's another question. How many people in the acting world get like plastic surgery and fake teeth? Ooh. Dude, you can go down to South America right now and get veneers, which are like fake teeth that go in front of your teeth, and they look like your celebrity teeth, mm-hmm. and they're like a thousand bucks. Wow, wow! You could have, you could come back and have perfect teeth. Take a mini vacation, go to Colombia, feel the tropics, feel the heat, right, and then come back with perfect teeth. Yeah, not not that I know of, you know. Um, your teeth don't look fucked though. Like I have a. Gap. Well, I had braces. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never had so, braces. So I fixed my teeth up. Dude, I fell on the ice rink one block from here. In our childhood. I was in, there. You were there! <laughs> oh! PE class. We were at ice Grade board. nine, dude. There was so much blood. Oh, my, oh God. my God. So much I kind much of remember blood. this, but I know this was a past self of me who that went through That was you. Yeah. So I'm on the ice. I'm a Latino immigrant, even though I don't sound like it. Maybe I do. And I cannot skate for shit. And oh. I'm in the skating area where all the people that don't know how to skate like shit are supposed to be playing. Oh, God. And then... I don't know. I think he was Aussie, actually. I swear. Right. This instructor decides to play defense on a kid who's in the non-skating area. Like, I'm, I'm a full idiot on skates, dude. Right. And he moved out of the it. way late. Our legs hit each other. And my face went straight into the ice. Smash. Where did you get cut? Right, look. Right in the oh, middle of my Jesus. mouth site. That could have been So bad. before, when I was younger, I would go to the dentist and they're like, oh, you don't need braces. You have nice teeth, dude. Right. It's all good. Maybe a little bit of an overbite. Right. I don't know. But after this moment, now I, I had to get them glued. Like the teeth never fell out. Mm. The, the gap just increased a lot. Right. And then they tried to use this glue shit to hold it together. Right. But the gap work. remained. Wow. And maybe I'm going to go back to Colombia and get veneers, bro. But it, that's, all, that's all it is, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Or I could come back with perfect teeth for a grand, right. dude. Hello. Yeah. I mean, long-term-wise, is definitely worth it. I yeah. Think. But, but, like, but which 26 show up and hang out yo, with Which 26-year-old has $1,000 that they could just drop right now on, I do. Uh, on teeth? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would. Yeah. But um, that being said, a lot of the people when I see in the audition rooms, not I, okay. I, I don't think you don't notice. I don't notice. Um, I notice a lot with with Korean people. Um, oh, yeah. I, I've heard about the, I've heard the industry is booming there. Yeah, yeah. You you walk into like a district, you get yeah. out of the subway, walk walk up the subway, and everywhere there's like advertisements posted up on the walls perfect all white just, faces yeah they're all just plastic surgery sharp. advertisements people with like her face is so every, sharp every person you see walking along the streets has a mask and they're like stitched up and it's just um it's like a surgery we're time. like animals surgery time. <laughs> we're like i was watching planet earth recently and there's animals that have bright colors and they're peacocking to show the mates that they are the ideal person. Right. And that's what we do to an extent as a society. We do. Like, yeah. But it's it, like dude, money and cars. I always and... feel I don't dress very well. I just buy like H&M shit. Recently just bought nice shit. Right. But it's because when I'm in Vancouver, everybody, and I go hang out with people on the weekends or something, everybody's so dressed up. Not dressed up, but like fashionable. Yeah. A lot of, <laughs> funny thing is, a lot of people in North Van, I don't see a lot of them into fashion no no this is more of like a family setting away from the city yeah working our job going home whereas there it's like people go out for drinks after and they're at the fucking 
They're at the club in Yaletown. They're at the bar every day, every yeah. day, every happy hour. You know, they're just getting it on, which is awesome because <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> right, right? If you're hungover all week, it's painful. Yeah, I mean, but you know, a lot of the people, as an actor, um, yeah, th- there's times when. I'll have, you know, three, four auditions, how many ever auditions, just sporadic throughout the day. Yeah. And so there's, you know, gaps when I'll have two, three hours of nothing. Yeah. Right? Grab a, grab another acting buddy. Yeah. Go out to, you know, like local or something. Grab a beer. You'll probably feel better for acting the next Talk, gig after a beer, dude. Right. Feel Talk nice about the craft a little bit. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, so some days... I bet you if you calculated it with, like, advanced algorithms... <laughs> I bet your second and third auditions go better than your first of the day. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I feel calmer now. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's always a constant battle because you get into this flow. One week you'll have lots of auditions and you're like, yeah, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. And, you know, there'll be like a week or two without anything. And, and for me, I, like I'm not taking classes right now, uh, which I should be. But um, you kind of fall out of that that mental state mm-hmm. and and after a couple of weeks of not doing anything you go back into the room and the nerves come back uh, and, yeah, it just becomes another battle so it's a constant struggle constant battle and i'm sure every actor goes through this right yeah um that's the i feel like that right now i haven't done anything in two weeks since my job ended and i'm right. just at home I've watched so much sports; it's like retarded. Right, and everything <laughs> is making me anxious because you're yeah, not doing I'm not what doing, you want to do. I'm not do. doing anything. You're not pursuing, yeah. But um, in two weeks, I'll have the ability to fly anywhere in the world. Right. So I just have to decide on and one you, place and, and to go. And you should, and you should find people. You know, to, that's to why share I bought this stories. portable thing. If I go to Colombia, I can talk to journalists who literally live the most interesting lives. Yeah, I don't they're know just why. moving around to different places. This shit is happening over here. I'm reporting from here. This shit is happening. Right. This is crazy. Why the hell are you here talking to me about <laughs> acting right now, bro? Hey. <laughs> you, should, you should be talking about the real stuff, the real problems. No, no. You have a cool story because you did what you wanted. <laughs> a lot of people just go through lives and do what they're supposed to do. Right. And there's probably some other thing they could have done, but... But at some point in your day, you're not going to have enough time right. once you start acquiring things and building a family and shit. So it gets harder. Yeah. Right you, now, you're at the prime age that you could like fuck around for five years and then all of a sudden you're like, fuck it, I need a wife and I, you can go do that. Right. Um, the toughest thing, yeah, it, it, is, a, it is a weird industry because, you know, um, the hard thing to let go of was just the fact that I can't and probably won't be able to have some of the things that a lot of the normal everyday night five people would have. Um, so that was the biggest struggle. You know, the, the fact of I might not potentially get married ever. I might not have kids ever. Um, nah, you're good, dude. We're only 26, dude. Yeah. We're entering our prime, literally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that was my mindset, you know, three, four years ago, and then obviously things you can have a kid when you're like 44, and yeah, things, values you're tired, change, right. your testosterone's gone down, right? But you know what? Like, I, I, I wanna, I wanna put another decade or so into this craft and see where it goes. Yeah, you yeah. can always do something else if you get bored or like, right? There's so much shit to do now. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, the one thing that I'm so grateful to have, um, aside from acting, that helps me with, you know, helps me uh, achieve my acting career is is my part-time job that I'm doing. Um, right. So I, I work as a lifeguard um, up at Harry Jerome Rec Center. 
um, maybe I shouldn't have said that because then people are gonna go find gonna, you, do these chicks, and be like, "Harry's an actor." Yeah, just edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is unedited. But uh, <laughs> you know, I've been I've been so fortunate enough to uh, pump out early morning shifts. So I'll start, uh, you know, four forty-five in the morning, oh. and I'll work till like nine or ten a.m. You go make the daily bread first, right? To support and then you're myself. Like, oh. And then everything else kind of, uh, Yo, you know. I've had moments where I've been less than $100 in my bank account. There's rent coming up and shit. I would shit my pants if I and was And you like have that. to pull out the credit card and do some... <sighs> I, own, I have no credit card debt right now. But in, at the end of university, I didn't want to take out loans anymore. So I just paid it all myself and yeah. used uh, bursaries that actually paid a lot of it. Wow. And then I just self-funded those last two years because I didn't want any more debt, dude. Yeah. And I hit like one, I think it was like in April, like right when my last semester was going to end and I was so broke. That's such a sketchy And I had all this shit due. Like I had like so much, it's the end of the year. I have to, my job wouldn't start. Oh, I didn't even go back to work. I went to Toronto and was still broke. I think I lived off a tax return for like two, three months. Right. Wow. And it's just like, you're just nervous when you don't have that that (sighs) daily bread coming in or... What I have right now, a sizable bread right. that could run out in five, six months, and then I have to go do something else with my time just to earn that bread. I love your mindset because... Um, I'm, I'm just trying to buy myself free time right now, and the only way I can buy myself free time is grinding out for six months, well, and then using the other six months to have every day of my day, or every moment of my day, free yeah also think i i when i see your story when i hear your story i think about um (laughs) the fact that uh you have pushed yourself so far extreme (laughs) yeah that that you're you're thinking about how you're gonna sleep every night pretty much how you're gonna feed yourself every night that's like next level stuff yeah um yeah right because if you're caught in this life where you have to go out I have to go. You wake up in the morning. Shit, I gotta go. I gotta eat. You're going food chevron for breakfast. But but it's like, <laughs> yeah. You're, but it's like, what am I gonna eat today? And and that that creates something out of you. Yeah, you know? I'm definitely at the healthiest I've ever been. That that pushes. And I'm definitely not healthy when I'm at work. When I was grinding all summer, I was eating a lot of shit. I'm not even talking about that aspect. I'm talking about the fact you're feeling that you're stressed. Yeah, because you're you're put yourself in such a stressful uh, uh, situation. Not, and then at the end of the day, you're so tired that I would get work done. Like sometimes I would write articles for that website still, exactly. and I would go to my friends out and podcast, but I couldn't do it every day. And you're some days the work was so tiring that I'm like, dude, I'm just gonna watch Netflix and or a bunch of YouTube videos and go down a fucking rabbit hole. Right. But but you know, at, at least from from that adversity, yeah. Uh, Your life. Th- though, this is what you created. Yeah, what you're doing yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Exactly. Let's say you were you were comfortable doing whatever it you comes were doing. With a lot. You're not gonna do. Why the heck are you gonna buy? Uh, you know, a, a podcast thing and, and and interview people. Why? Because right? it's interesting. Well, it is interesting, but but it, it's also because you've. I think you've pushed yourself, and you know that. <laughs> You know, you know that this is the type of stuff that you want to do because you've gone through the hardship. When I went through the two years of UBC, 
I started thinking to myself, oh, that man, it was a waste of two years. It was a waste yeah. of money, waste <laughs> of thousands of dollars. I went it six years in university, dude. But it's not. Yeah, it was an experience. I actually came out with a lot of friends and connections and right. shit like that. But the school itself was, uh, right. I don't remember anything. Yeah. Oh, shit. I remember maybe a guy's name and like maybe what a theory was about. Right. But none of, it, none of it was applicable except maybe the writing. Of actually sitting down and writing, but we never edited. Right. So now that I've worked with an editor, you have way better writing when you're doing different takes. And had on it. you not done that, you would have not known about the joy that. But this, but no, I, I felt think, like I school. Think. I felt like school made me avoid these things because while you're in school, you're feeling like, oh, I'm doing the right thing. This is what I should be working on. Right. Whatever. So it's harder to work on these things. And at that age as well, too, I was drinking so much and I was anxious, like. I drank probably because it made me less anxious. Mm, right. And it was hard to do things. Like, I remember I would wa- read so many articles online. Originally, I wanted to be a sports writer. Mm. Not anymore. I still love reading sports. But then I started going into other topis- topics and shit. But the right. one thing I always felt was regret. I'm like, dude, I'm literally not writing anything except for university papers that right. are complete bullshit. Like, What's that Drake song? Because handing in papers won't get me paid, so I drop out. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, dude. I was take, cl- whew, Drake's take care album. You sh- shout out, <laughs> shout Jesus. out, God. overly dedicated man. Till this day, when did that song come out? I don't know, when like did 2011. <laughs> Seven years later, still in my brain. Yeah, dude. So this lifestyle is a little anxious too, because I wake up all day and sometimes I've been wasting a lot of days. Maybe, I don't know, I'm really into, I'm still into sports, but I've been into, like, uh, writing about South America and shit like right. that, stuff that's completely different. Right. But lately, I've just been at home, and it's playoffs, and basketball started. Yeah. So I'm wasting a lot of my day watching sports, and then flipping through the internet at the same time, so right. I'm like, on Wait. Twitter at the same time, and I'm reading shit, and then I'm watching the sports, I'm just well, like... Well, you know what? And you get anxious as fuck, because then you, eight hours later, you're like... I. You're tired from looking at all this shit all right. the time. And then and then you're like, fuck, it's 10 o'clock at night. I've become nocturnal and I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'll just wait till tomorrow. Right. Um, but man, you just got to enjoy it because like when – Yo, that's why – What was, other time are you going to have That's why I was. Me- that's why I was messaging you so much like the podcast. I was so bored, dude. <laughs> dude, for, for I the I was pa- so bored and I couldn't think of other guests right now because like I only have one podcast. Right. If I reach out to a journalist or something and my track record is one podcast, what are the odds this dude's going to sit down with me and have a conversation yet? Right. I'm trying to build a portfolio first. Mm-hmm. Then I will start talking to anyone. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. yeah. See where it leads you. Um, yeah. Let's, uh, here, I just want to see those questions I basically actually already answered. So, so I'm going to tell you a funny story about how I got the, uh, the Star Trek gig. I think Star Trek was one of my first TV film gigs that I ever booked. Okay. Um, what did you do? What was your casting directors? Just lovely ladies. Um, they, my role. (laughs) Yeah. Kissing guy. Kissing guy? Kissing guy. What did you do? Uh, you kiss somebody? Of course. Um, so let me, let me tell you, you the kiss breakdown. kiss an alien? <laughs> let me tell you the breakdown. So, uh, yeah, we auditions are a weird process. I walk into the room, and the casting director walks out, and uh, he goes, Harry? She goes, Harry? I go, yeah. 
and uh, I forget who the the female was, but um, uh, Emma, and she's like, yep. And so this casting director goes, okay, you guys are going to go in together. I had never met her before, Emma, yeah. right? Um, you guys can choose to like, you know, fully kind of like make out <laughs> and then do it for a several seconds, look to the camera and smile. And, uh, uh, so she goes back into the room and Emma and I are talking and uh, we decided, uh, let's just do this. Let's full out do this. We <laughs> knew we signed a, we signed a NDA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we clearly knew um, that it was going to be a big Paramount movie. We didn't know which one. And uh, what it's like a rare opportunity, you know, uh-huh. once in a lifetime kind of thing. So, you know, decided let's just go full out, you know, just give them like try to give them like the best performance. So when you're on uh, when you're on set, are all these like higher up celebrity actors like mingling with you or are they like in the celebrity room Ooh, um they have their own room and they're locked away well no 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 there is like a one area where there's a lot of trailers set up the production Mm. office it's all all trailers um and uh so essentially yeah yeah we we did the whole kissing thing like the camera um ended up booking uh, unlucky unfortunate for the girl she didn't end up booking it because i got on set and it was a totally random girl uh, really? Okay, yeah. so you went to the audition, you went for it, and you weren't booked together. You got the green light? I, I got the gig, and I was like, oh, shit, yeah. Uh, let's do this. Do it again. Let's do it again. <laughs> oh, so you had to do this at an audition first? <laughs> and then there's a totally random girl, and yeah. like, it's so awkward. Did you um, feel a little bit of sadness when you're like, oh, she was let go? No, uh, I just like... Or you have to, you're like, fuck it, I gotta do my job. Yeah, if, if any sadness, it, it was because, you know, it, it, I had to, like, do it with another girl that I had no idea oh, who right. she was. More anxiety, like, oh, who are you? Right, but man, we ended up killing it. And uh, so, so we're on set, and uh, yeah, um, celebrities, who, who was in that movie? Chris Pine, uh, I ended up, we ended on up. On some like, podcasts, they were like, oh, that dude is such a nice guy. Yeah, you know, I didn't see, I just, I walked by him, literally, because he was walking to set, and I think I had just finished, so I was walking away, and then yeah. He, locked eyes and i was like oh and i just kept on walking (laughs) (laughs) but funny thing you know um who anton yelchin was uh i think he passed away last year who's Um, this anton yelchin do you want to you want to google search he he, have you seen the star trek no (laughs) have you seen seen odd odd thomas no oh man that was a pretty good movie but uh um he's a phenomenal actor um Star Trek Beyond was the last project that he ever got to work on before uh, before his passing, and uh, oh, okay. yeah, I was lucky enough to briefly kind of speak to him in the in the trailer. Um, yeah, how often every- do you get a little bit of like mentorship from uh, higher ups, people who are deep in the industry? Well, th- well, these guys were like, you know, for you know leads in the movies, they probably don't have time to right, right, play. right. There's so. Yeah. So busy. Yeah, exactly. But um, you know, the director that I got to work on was Justin Lin, who did the uh, the Fast and Furious, okay, uh, Tokyo Drift, and and some other ones too. Um, he, oh man, what a lovely guy. Yeah, what a lovely guy. You know, kissing guy. I had no lines. Um, it, it was a quick snippet, and you know, he. The scene still, was focused on you two for the one. Yeah. So if you watch Star Trek Beyond, I think it's on Netflix. In the first five minutes. Um, it's a scene where Chris Pine talks about uh, the journey and what has happened throughout the years. And they're, they're, all these crew members are still uh, up okay. in space, right? 
and so I, I come out in a brief moment there, and I do my little makeout thing, and then I, uh, and I, and it pans out. Um, but man, like, even for a little role like that, like Justin then came over to us and you know introduced himself, and just so patient and like, just so welcoming. That's good. Like, I wonder when you work with a patient director, it's yeah. like you. Get into position, right? I, like, I don't do you know. have to have that human skill to be a director, or can you be that dictator at the top? I, I, I don't care about your feelings. You're in my movie. Yeah, this is my shot. I'm sure you will I'm, do what I say. Yeah, I'm sure there are. But then, who wants to work with? People right, like right, that? right. And I right, think a lot right. of the people Unless he's a understand. What if he's a genius? Right, right. My friend, my friend did a, a movie once too, and and the director, he's a well-known director. Uh, he said he doesn't like to cast A-listers because. Oh, because they have an attitude. Because I guess they're just harder to work with. But okay. I mean, again, it's all perspective, I think. And, you know, um, yeah, <laughs> that was probably one of the most relaxing, fun, fun sets yeah, that I, I yeah. got to work on, for sure. Um, yeah. That's like a glimpse of the A-list. Right. A-list a glimpse, world. A glimpse of it. You this know, is going box office. You know who's so nice? Another thing. I saw um, Idris Elba. <laughs> Uh, uh, before, because he played the villain, I think. Mm-hmm. So I saw him like as I was getting my wardrobe stuff done, and I guess he saw me like looking at him. So he comes up to me and he like introduces himself, and I don't know who he was with at the time, but like introduces uh, uh, her to me, <laughs> and I'm thinking like, bro, what <laughs> the fuck is happening right now? Starstruck. <laughs> Starstruck. Oh, like. Jesus, could you imagine? Yeah, Idris Elba walking up to you. Hey, I'm Idris. How's it going? Oh, this is so and so. Nice to meet you. Uh, I think about uh, it like if I run into somebody like, <laughs> like imagine if I ran into like Joe Rogan after listening to his podcast so much and be like, sir, right, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, you are so cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would you like to smoke some weed with me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, man. you gotta be yourself, dude. You gotta like find the way to turn that button on. Right. And and again, that's where that topic of everything having to be fake. And oh, I want to show you my yeah. best side. You know, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all that. I mean, do you want to see my Instagram ass? <laughs> that's my best side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah, maybe I should start. Uh, Dude, start posting out some more butt pics of, yeah. of my nice butt. Just woke up. What's up? <laughs> uh, hashtag ass. <laughs> I wonder if like. A good-looking guy, if he ever did that, like, how many followers could he get? Probably a lot, dude. Make him, like, a lumberjack or some shit. He's like, yeah, I'm just cutting wood today. Yeah. Or I'm just on set, looking off to the side. It's amazing how many followers girls get by showing half-naked photos, you know? Want to hear some other extreme shit in my life? What? I unfollowed everybody on Instagram. Why? So I still use it as a story. Because I don't give a shit about people's lives. Like, I don't want to see what, like, somebody I met, I know from, like, 10 years ago is doing if I have, like, no interest in them, first of all. Right. And it's just, like, it sucks you in so much, dude. Like, think, if you put on uh, a stopwatch or something, start Instagram, and then see how long you go. Scrolling, 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 going in, you're in an ass account, then you're watching these prank videos... Then you're staring at this one photo in like the most beautiful place on earth, and it's like hashtag travel, and you're just getting all these like. Yeah. At the same time, you're not doing anything with your right. life, right? And so, let's say right now, when I have nothing to do all day, and I'm waiting to travel somewhere next month, uh, if I had Instagram, I'd just be stuck on it, just because it's 
instant gratification entertainment. Right. But that's gone into Twitter now. <laughs> I'm on Twitter so much. I never really got just into browsing. It. I just browse Twitter. I never comment right. unless I know the person. It, it, so it, Twitter is it more uh, informative? Do you learn a lot more about what's happening as opposed to Instagram, where it's just a lot of visuals and ass pics? And, and I think you can learn from both because, like, uh, on Instagram, I kept up with sports, some news things, but not really. Right. More pop culture shit, like okay. more what's happening in the rap world, right. what's happening in this world. On Twitter, it's my following is more centered on news and like journalists and shit, hmm. and a little bit of pop culture, but not that much. Right. And. But it's just like a lot of shit too. Mm. Like there's so much shit. All of a sudden people start battling over gender and shit. And I'm like, right. oh, fuck. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I've never gotten, uh, I've never kind of like got hooked on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so it's addicting in its own sense. Right. And I've gone through periods where I've blocked it all and put a child block on it. Right. So I couldn't download it again. Yeah. And. Interesting. It just works. Yourself. <laughs> it works. But hey, you know, I've been thinking about that too. I've been thinking about um, getting rid of my Facebook account and my Instagram. I have to. I think you have to keep it just now because you're in the public eye. Right. And you have to put shit out. Right. But on a personal level, I think you can still put shit out, but not have the app that you insensi- You fucking just scroll and scroll, right. and it's more of a browser thing versus putting yourself out into the world. Yeah. Just, just so use it as a tool. Don't let the tool use you. Right. Which is how I feel on social media. Because right. if I'm bored, it's the first thing I go on, and then it's been an hour later, and I'm like, oh, what, what's happening? Mm-hmm. What was I doing today? Oh, I'm hungry. Go eat. Then I'm on social media again, just browsing right. shit. Right. Then, oh, the sports come on. I'm on sports. Then when it's commercials, back on social media. Right. And it's just like, oh. Right. You're just like going through the motions, yeah. letting the internet control what you're thinking, right. what you're looking at. Right. I think, it, yeah. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, I gotta have food for breakfast, but I'm not hungry. No, no, no. Uh, uh. It's still breakfast. You gotta eat. You gotta eat. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, food Why? is, the, food Why, is one though? thing that'll Why? disconnect me from that shit. I never. When I have nothing to do. <laughs> also, cleaning. Yeah. I just start cleaning when yeah. I'm like, I don't want to be on the internet anymore. Right. Or I just, or I'll put on a podcast or something. And I'll just clean everything. Yeah, I, I'd like to. And like, then you just quiet your mind a bit. Yeah, I gotta get away from like. Are you quiet that smoking like, and stuff like that? And you know, gotta like cycle and like work out instead. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's I don't lift weights at all. I I'd love to. If I had a gym next to my house, I would definitely lift more. Right. You just gotta have a home workout. I think those are Yeah. That's that's uh But I bike a lot. So I can I generally eat well, but I also eat like shit sometimes. Right. But when I'm biking all the time it doesn't show. You're just burning so many calories. Yeah, man. So Yeah. It works. That's all you need, dude. Aerobic activities, man. Like it puts you into a meditative state. Like If you start thinking thinking about something, you think about it more in like excitement than right. like, oh, my life is like, what's happening? Uh, Instead, you're like, oh, I could be doing this. And you're on your bike and you're like feeling these heavy endorphins and you're like, dude, I'm going to go home and do this. Sometimes once the endorphins run out, you lose that enthusiasm and then right. you're back on the internet. Right. But when you're on the bike in mid-flow state, you're like, I should be doing this thing. I'm going to go do it. That's such a cool mentality. That's a cool way that you put it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I had that yesterday. I was riding my bike and I was like, I have a box of old university books. What if I just sold them on Facebook Marketplace or something? Sell it all! <laughs> I got home and the sold shit... Sold everything? No, no, <laughs> and no, more, I didn't. And more. No, this is where the story falls and I fall down the cliff. <laughs> I go into the closet and there's so much shit so I can't pull it out. I sit down and eat and then I'm back on the internet <laughs> watching sports. <laughs> so it never happened. God, God. We, so, are, we are weak. 
We are weak-minded. So the whole God. Ch- my child, my child block movement is about being able to go do that shit and get home and not get trapped into the wormhole. Yeah. yeah. Lately, I've been watching so many YouTube videos. Like, I'll go on a wormhole on a on a channel, right? And then it's like two a.m. I'm like, what the fuck? Dude? What are you watching though? It, um, if it's like informative stuff, yeah. Then a lot of why new, not? A lot of new shit. So it's if good. you're learning, like, have at it. But if it's like, sometimes I'll be watching like uh, uh, BoJack Horseman or um, Family Guy on okay. Netflix. That's when I get crazy because I'm like, holy shit! I'm not you. even like reading. I'm not even like watching planet earth or you know some documentary you know yeah. yeah i've been watching planet earth too <laughs> yeah by the way yeah have, there's a new horror tv show out on netflix oh, i've heard about it oh my it god makes people puke apparently yeah <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know if i want to watch that i don't know about that that's what but... i saw a headline said it said this new netflix horror <laughs> is making people puke at home i heard that too <laughs> like, what the f- <laughs> settle yourself uh, down no, maybe yeah. i've never been a scary movie person <laughs> Like, I've watched them and gone through, like, Star or something, and people, yeah. like, self-chopping their arms off. I, and I'm like, Ugh! I, but think I, the, well, I think the one thing At that, the end of it, I'm not like, I want to watch another scary movie. Right. <laughs> this one is different. Um, the tone that you get from watching this show is uh, uh, they don't make the show just for scaring purposes. The storyline is so amazingly well done, but it just happens to be a horror genre. Does that make sense? Oh, really? Yeah. So, so when you're watching it, you can you can take it out of context of it being a horror movie, and it can you, there's still a very nice storyline to it. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's not focused on making you puke on the floor <laughs> no, in your house, no, but it will apparently. It, maybe it will. Yeah, it's some crazy ass shit. I don't know if I've ever puked from horror. I don't think so. too. I've never felt that feeling. I no. felt like uh, anxious. Like Have you ever puked from being nervous? No, no. I've puked from alcohol so many times, <laughs> thousands of times, dude. But never from being scared. Right, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I've been, you know, some some auditions I walk into, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. coil, stomach in, in a knot and... Do you do you oh. go to do you go to auditions like Boy. with a lot of caffeine in you or nicotine? No. Or do you have to go in because like sometimes if you go too hard on those things that speed you up, yeah. like you get you get so you might anxious. go into a panic attack. You dude. get so because your anxious. heart is pumping. It is pumping, and I'm like, yo, is this like I bet the it, everyday I bet. life of an actor? Yo, yo. Like, am I always gonna be nervous? Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I bet if you got endorphins in the morning. And maybe you didn't go to the movie all sweating in your bike gear. And yeah, shit. yeah. But maybe you found a place to shower and you're still like, you just went through Zen in the morning. Through yeah. Workout. Take some drops of CBD pills. You probably go into it better. Yeah. Right? Non-psychoactive substances exactly. that won't affect my flow state. Exactly. Just, just try everything naturally. Have that- a green juice <laughs> with a lot of ginger and garlic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Kill- banana. Apparently, banana helps with uh, your body temperature regulation. Um. So uh, that helps a lot, I think. Like to mm. eat a banana before. Drink water. Yeah. Be like yeah, water. Dude, electrolytes. Don't drink too much. Electrolytes. Don't go too crazy. Yeah. Then you're like, <laughs> you have a new kind of anxiety. Exactly. You're in the middle of a shot and I you just piss your pants. My balls are about <laughs> to explode. <laughs> and you soon. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that would suck. Would that ruin your career if you pissed yourself on set? <laughs> Hey, he's that guy who pisses. Don't do it, dude. <laughs> no, that would be know. the most anxious moment of your life now. Yeah, maybe. Hear maybe, me maybe in your I'll voice. If that ever is about to happen to you, just listen to my voice saying, Don't do it, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> so 
don't lose, don't lose your shot. He's gonna learn today. <laughs> uh, they're gonna call you piss pants or something. Yeah, no, the the, the wardrobe, <laughs> the wardrobe ladies will be pissed. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're using borrowed clothes. <laughs> How often do they reuse clothes in movies? Does it just go to the dump? Yeah. So um, a, a lot of the movies, or do they yeah. sell it off? I had like a one-liner, not even a one-liner. Keep I had it. this movie for, yeah, yeah. The the, the <laughs> they had it like fitted exactly for my size, but then they ended up taking it back at the end of the movie. Um, they send out a mass email sometimes, and then uh, there's like big open sale for like really cheap. Yeah. These are these are good brands too. Okay. Um, so a lot of a lot of the times, hopefully, nice. if I can make so you them get a go. nice uh, wardrobe addition to your payment. <laughs> yeah. you, I guess you pay for it, but you get a deal. You, you you get it for cheaper, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Do you think if you're a big time actor, you're like, I want this? Like, or is it in his contract? No, Gerald, you're not allowed to keep <laughs> <Yeah>. the clothes. <laughs> I want this. Yeah. I want to be the Joker right. forever. <laughs> I want. Just give me the socks, and I want to take the socks home. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, usually most of the time they're like, "Yeah, just take the socks. It's a gift. It's a what gift." What about all the set stuff? Like, how? What is that? What happens to that? I don't know. Just think, goes off into. I'm sure the shit's sure reusable. usable. Exactly. A lot of a lot of the stuff. Too, we keep a lot of fake bushes in the in that room. Yeah. We have all kinds of fake bushes right. for this scene. <laughs> yeah, they probably you know borrow from you know companies that specialize in those. Yeah. What time are we at? One hour and four minutes. Wow. That's good. This is the longest one I've done. Actually, actually, I've done longer ones when it's the group. Right. Actually, no. It's usually like 45 to 50 minutes. Wow. At the beginning. Crazy. But if you listen to a lot of other podcasts, they go like three hours. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't... I don't if it's a really <laughs> good... Po- if it's a really good podcast, I'll listen to it. But I, it depends on the schedule of my life. Like, if I have eight hours of work in the day, uh, I don't know if I have three hours. Yeah. You know, I might listen to it on the commute and then finish it on the end, but it has to be good. Right. Sometimes, actually, I was on my Apple app the other day, and it shows you, like, how much you finished on previous podcasts. Right. And a lot of them are, like, a quarter or halfway done. Right. And I'll still talk about, yo, this podcast was dope, but it's a lot of time. And mm-hmm. sometimes, like, you know how we started talking about acting and your career path and whatever, and then we start talking about random shit. Right. A lot of people do that, too. Yeah. If it's, like, a really long-form podcast, you just go off into random. Yeah, nobody wants to, you know. I mean, it's always easy, and, and it's always nice to switch things up a little bit. <laughs> just yeah, talk about so one constant thing the whole time. It, it, sometimes it'll probably depend on the guest. Right. Like, I only have this much about a time, so it'll be more of an interview type thing where I'm trying to get things out of you. Yeah, yeah. But if you're like, yo, I don't have anything to do for a while. Just shoot the shit, talk yeah, about random stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So there's two kinds of podcasts like that. Right. There, there are some that are long and interview style. But I don't know, like that Tim Ferriss guy I keep mentioning, he just interviews people and like the tech world, not even just the tech world, writers, people that do cool shit generally. Right. Like, what's your process? Yeah. What do you do all day? What are your daily tips and advice for right. uh, creatives and shit like that? I don't know. I don't think, uh, I mean, I mean, it's always, it's always interesting to get <laughs> those ideas from people who, you know, who yeah. are actually yeah, doing it. Doing it, yeah. Yeah, this is what my day looks like. <laughs> what if I told you, you know, yeah, every day you should do this, you should do that. No one's going to be like, oh, nice, okay, okay, write it all down, do it, you know. Yeah. I'm just going to be like, who I'm is sure this I'm sure a lot of those people don't live like I do and just watch a lot of sports and social media all day. <laughs> That's us all. Yeah. All of us. Unless you hashtag child block your life. Yeah. 
I could do it. Uh, hey, I think Apple just re- released a way to Man, do you not have that willpower shit? that you just need some artificial, like, just a, a, a computer to block out what you can, like, access and not? Dude, I've gone so deep Jesus into it. Jesus Christ. I've gone so deep into it. I have a Chrome extension that Ugh. blocks my Facebook feed, so I can still use... Fa- I Right now, I have Facebook open. Disclaimer. I'm, I'm back on Facebook. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but there's a button on the top that I turn it on and then it just shows an inspirational quote <laughs> instead right. of the instead of your Facebook feed so you can still use Facebook as a way to communicate with people right. but you're not list, you're not looking at the random scroll of the whatever the algorithm thinks you should yeah. see. Yeah. It's not even fucking time based anymore. Right. Now it's just like you you refresh Google and then everything and is then the new Facebook algorithm, algorithm just yeah. spits shit out at you. Right. And I've noticed patterns like when I start, maybe I start reading Vox more and then I start getting more Vox articles. Yeah. And sometimes I get random people that I'm like, people who are just writing dumb shit about their lives. And I'm like, okay, time to, I, sometimes I don't unfriend them. I just make sure their shit doesn't show up on the feed anymore. Right. When people are like complaining out loud on Facebook about their lives or this just happened and I did this right. and maybe it's not like a giant N- achievement. It's just like, I went home and I had this great dinner. Look at my dinner. Right. I'm like, all right, I don't ever need to see this anymore. See ya. <laughs> they probably still see my shit. Yo, right. there's probably people who have blocked me. Right. I don't know. I tend to just post articles and shit yeah. and maybe some random thought, rarely thoughts, mm-hmm. mostly articles and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used mean- to write random thoughts and shit. It's, <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> but the Facebook audience isn't the one I want to cater no. to, nor is it the one I want to know about all right, day. Right. In, in a sense, I guess Instagram is better like that because it's not as personal. Unless that person is like posting every day. There's some right. people that post so much. Right. You're like, this is your 500th selfie. Like, yes. hello, <laughs> I don't care. Right. <laughs> Right. See ya. So I unfollowed everyone on Instagram. Uh, I use Instagram. Sometimes I go into the search section and I see what's happening because my algorithm goes on stuff that I used to like and right. it still shows me it. Right. But I don't have that algorithm of people I follow because mm. I was just like, I'm, I don't, this is too much. Like I'm wasting so much time. Uh, that's awesome. You have that mindset. I, I think like that too. But on, on the other hand, I'm just like FOMO, FOMO. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I just want to know what all these guys are doing like right now. You're okay. Not, you don't yeah, get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Get that? I talked to my brother about this, and he said that he needs to follow. Like uh, he's really into guitar. Yeah. He like strides guitar now, and he's like, I need to s- see what the people in the industry are doing. Like people just post videos of them doing shredding a guitar. Yeah. So uh, you could, if you use the right, you could use it as a as a tool for motivation, right? True. Yeah. I guess you have to like be really selective with your algorithm because yeah. then you could get a lot of like if you just start following pranks and memes then right. a lot of it is pranks and memes right. and like uh fucking Nicki minaj's right. ass and shit all the time yeah so you know so that being said if you can control you know social media it can be an amazing source yeah if you but choose not to then we're at the early age where they don't want to yeah you have to have this on all the time well, everybody wants to be a social media influencer these Yo, days. On Apple now, you can set a time limit per apps. So you can say, I have one hour a day. But once the bell goes off and it blocks you off, there's a button that says ignore. So you're just like, fuck it, ignore. Right. Because you're more caught in the state of browsing than you are in like your conscious, like, I shouldn't be on here. Right. I'm deep right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's... So, I don't know. Uh, last year, I wanted to travel South America with a brick phone. No Google Maps. Right. 
no internet internet on my laptop so i could still look at stuff beforehand mm-hmm. right. but like if i'm riding a bus in the middle of colombia in some random country yard i could just look at google maps and i can see where i am mm-hmm. like i can see if like oh suddenly my vehicle is going off road and into some random base <laughs> right oh, 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 oh okay actually we just, we're uh, not a tour company we're paramilitaries <laughs> and uh we're gonna hold you for ransom right <laughs> like oh shit if i knew google i could have freaked out beforehand right right that doesn't happen dude you can travel colombia and that 99 maybe 98 percent won't happen yeah to but you. that's because you probably you know could speak the language and you can get by what if someone like me went down there no it's like set up now that like Tourist companies are are um, safe, respectable. Like you can go on a tour company and you can not be afraid that you're going to disappear. So you're telling me that there's a guarantee that it's that very these, gringo friendly now in major cities. That these maybe these if you gangs go out, and, and mobs into the make a little deal. <laughs> maybe if you go out into the countryside and they're growing a bit of coca on the mountain, marijuana right. and shit, and it's paramilitary area, and this gringo shows up, doesn't speak any Spanish, right. with his backpack. He, bra, bra, and you're bra. Like, What's up? Bra. Hola, mi number is Harry. <laughs> And that's like the only thing you can say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they have like AK forty sevens and shit. Right. And then you, you then you might be held for ransom, okay? <laughs> but if you go now to South America and you stay on the Gringo Trail, which is like built on the Lonely Planet book, if you go to the Lonely Planet locations, you have ninety nine percent safety, I think. Right. Cool. Because like, they probably have liability on that. If somebody like read the Lonely Planet and then they're like. I just sent my son into a child internment camp by accident. Oh, man, I, I don't know. But still, just the, the name, Colombia, just sounds pretty sketch. I, I want to go, though. Oh, uh, it's because of you, have, you still have the media vision of it. Totally. Exactly. Totally. I don't know better. Yeah, that's why yeah. I'm yelling at you. <laughs> so you know. Right. Actually, this has worked. I'm pretty sure I've uh, ranted to people about going there, and people are going. <laughs> I know a bunch of people that just Dude, went recently, if, and I know them, and I've ranted to them. I'll and I'm go like, with it's a you. good company. I I'll mean, go a with good you. Country. Yeah, yeah, dude. Okay, you can guide. fly there. Anybody listening, save two grand. Is that a lot to save? Not really. What I can bank on you getting is at least two to three weeks of doing whatever you want all day in some random country, going from hostel to hostel, maybe flying around because there's like fifty dollar flights, dude, right. and you're safe generally. Maybe if you're, like, drunk at 4 a.m. in the middle of a barrio in the mountains, okay, <laughs> you might get fucked up. Right. But if you stay where there's police presence, you're good. Mm-hmm. Well. And I almost got robbed once, but I was nowhere near police presence walking along a highway. This is what happened. Um, kid comes out of the bushes, flashes a knife, two kids. Right. One flashes a knife. Right. But I was still, like, 10 feet away, so I yelled at them in Spanish in a very Venezuelan way and ran. <laughs> backwards along the highway right and they couldn't chase me i was fast oh, i was wow. still in peak cardio i hadn't started smoking cigarettes Jeez. yet maybe so, if i hadn't maybe if i was smoking because later on on that trip i was smoking a lot of cigarettes yo but so it's cheap. like these little kids you, you think they would actually shank you <laughs> no i doubt like, it i doubt it maybe they'd hold it up against my neck if they would have got into that position right. and be like give me your shit and i'd right. probably give them my shit i don't know if some random kid on it's gonna shank me, dude, like, or slice it, my is neck. Is it that easy? Is it that often that just kids like? I've heard some bad things. Okay, I was at stomach. a hostel once, and this person at the hostel said that somebody they knew when they flew into Medellin, mm-hmm. which is where Pablo Escobar is from, is probably where you get your pop culture image of it from narcos right. and shit. Right. Okay, but they got the narco experience. Apparently, they took an Uber 
and they were on the highway from the airport to Medellin, which is about a 45-minute drive through the Colombian mountains. And they said that their Uber was driving along the highway, and two, like, motorcyclists tried to rob them and went on each side of the Uber. And then the Uber stopped or something, and then they got out, and the these are, like, probably people from Australia right. or the Netherlands or something that are just, I'm just here for uh, backpacking. Right. And all of a sudden, they're in this roadside robbery. Right. And... This is, I don't even know if the story is true because I got this from a secondhand source. But they said that the Uber driver, when they pulled out guns, the Uber driver pulled out a gun, blasted both of them. He said, Gringos, get back in the car. <laughs> and they drove back into the city. And then the next day, they're on a walking tour through Medellin after receiving the real life experience on the way. To I believe that. I, 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 that I, has to be a true story. I believe it. Somebody told, I believe it. Somebody told me that happened and I'm going to pretend it's real, okay? Holy shit. It and would make sense. Yeah, because they cab said they obviously would make sense. The that person these at my drivers. hostel said they went out on this walking tour, and this couple was telling the story because it's probably cool. it's probably more intense than the walking right. tour at first. If you're hanging out there and you're like, "Yo, this thing happened to me. Right. I just flew in from the Netherlands. I get into a cab. I killed two people. No, they didn't kill anybody. Their Uber driver was he's prepared. He's a Colombian. Jesus fuck. He happened to have a gun, dude. I doubt most people in Colombia drive around with a gun. So you see those guys there? They're just ten times mentally. They're just they're survivors, he was, he was man. Prepared. They're survivors. Yeah, dude. That country went through some violence. Wow. Like like war level violence. Man, and here we are. And it's still happening. While I was there, okay. So this is a perspective you get when you're working in the news there versus when you're a backpacker. Right. When you're in a backpacker, you're going from safe area to safe area with police presence. And you're listening to tour guides who talk about the past. This is the stuff that happened back then. And they want to give uh, new people, uh, visitors, a better... Uh, PG-friendly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you're actually working in the news, I'm actually reading Colombian news. And I go deep into it because I just got Google algorithms going out. And I'm keywording shit. And I'm just going deep. And I read about this one topic over and over. And there is still mass murder, yes. displacement... Uh, there's guerrilla warfare and there's right. the state just killing people. Politicians get dude. I, I went Pol to deep corruption. Like here, there's probably corruption. Like, oh, I spent a hundred grand on a flight from here to Toronto. Some shit crazy like that. Who? But there, there's like public funds that like disappear. Like millions of public funds that nobody knows. Oh, just oh, it's in some Miami bank account or on the Cayman Islands or some shit. Right. And, like, the politicians, like, recently there was supposed to be, like, an anti-corruption law that should come in, and they voted it down. Because oh, <laughs> all these people that are in Congress all, are subject to corruption charges. corrupt. Yeah, so it's like, here you don't get that vibe as much. In Canada, in the U.S., money is bought. I'm sure in Canada, money is bought politics a lot. Yeah. But there, it's just, like, more of a personal, like, the politicians have to be rich as fuck. Right. And they're taking public funds. So it's I'm pretty sure in Bogota, which is a capital city, a mm -hmm. different city, bigger, right. they try to build a metro system. In Medellin, there's a state-of-the-art metro system that allows people up in the poorest areas in the mountains to come in on little uh, like gondolas, dude, from the mountains. Like wow. you went to Grouse Mountain and went on a gondola. That's the daily commute they do every day. Wow. Versus in Bogota, they can't do it because apparently funding just disappears. Right. Disappears. And people are like, whoa, where did all this money go? Oh, we started the construction project, but it's actually way more expensive than we needed. So all these like, construction companies get paid and half start things and it just sits there until more government funding comes in and it disappears. How does somebody fix that then? I don't know, dude. 
don't so, know if it requires more money for everybody. Like everybody just becomes more honest because uh, things aren't so imbalanced. There's more middle class, so people are more like, "I'm going to do my thing," versus maybe. A lot of people either grow up really poor and somehow make it into the mainstream, but most people in those cultures are people who have whose families have passed the lineage over and over. So their son goes off to the best school in the world, right. comes back to Colombia, becomes a politician or a corporation dude. Where at, so everything's like super like income inequality is way more extreme there right. than here. Right. Because a lot of things cost the same there. An iPhone costs the same more actually. Than there, like import charges and shit. What's the minimum wage over there? It's like it's uh, like four three, four three, bucks a day, right? Three hundred bucks a month, working like six days a week, ten hours a day. Yeah, like just an insane amount of money to bring a. You can barely survive on that. Like, wait, what, if you think say, about say pay, that number again. Say that number again. Uh, three hundred dollars uh, a month in Canadian dollars value is the minimum wage. Maybe two hundred sixty-seven actually. In between two sixty and three hundred is the minimum wage there. That you would bring in, you only get paid once a month. By the way, it's not sometimes. So it's, not so it's like eight dollars a day. It, yeah, does that make sense? Something, is that right? Yeah, it depends on your work. Like some people do have a nine to five, five days a week, regular life like that, and make like seven hundred dollars a month. <sighs> and you still right. have to deal with this global economy of products and shit coming in. Right. Uh, but you only have this much money. Right. So cost of living is way lower there, and food is way lower. But uh, it's still very hard because it's. Uh, like when I'm there and I'm just living my life, I spend about eight hundred to fifteen hundred dollars a month, depending if I'm traveling a lot. If I'm just sitting in one place, like eight hundred bucks a month, right. and I'm living very comfortably, I buy whatever I want. Yeah, I eat out mostly, right. and a lot of the food I take home sometimes it goes bad, and I just wasted it. Right, uh, drinking, smoking cigarettes, wow. uh, taking buses, taking Uber all the time, right. only spending like eight hundred thousand bucks a month, right. and uh, it's very comfortable that way. Wow. For me, but for the people there, you have to work hard unless you're a part of the system and you made it in. Right. Because there's still banking corporations there. Like you go into downtown sometimes and you see like uh, developments and shit. Or there it's actually not in the downtown that much. There the downtowns are uglier, but the outside communities where the rich people live have the condos. Right. It's not like here where Vancou- downtown Vancouver is built of condos and shit. There it's not as much. It's more of a business center, but they don't develop as much there. Right. It's too congested probably. Yeah, you're, here's you, not as congested, right? You know, I, I think you can do a lot if, like you said, you were sending money over there to help help uh, people, and not in Colombia, but your family uh, in Venezuela, Venezuela, right? Yeah, yeah. My it, family sends money. We've like sent medicine and shit. Wow, well, and we can afford to do that pretty easily, right? Okay, there it's even worse. So there, so, like the minimum wage is like fifteen bucks a, a month. So man, so even if you send like a fraction of what you're making here in Canada over over there, they're they're gonna benefit so much. Yeah. So my mom sends like a couple hundred dollars a month, maybe like five hundred bucks, and yeah. that feeds like <laughs> like fifteen city. people. Wow. It keeps their lives wow. normal because the inflation just makes your money disappear, and it's not you go to work and like. My aunt's a doctor in a hospital makes like 30 bucks a month or less. So if you tie that to a global economy, like what the fuck? Right. I spend that on a burger and fries <laughs> and a 500 beer bucks a month is like, at Seymour's yeah, yeah. bar and I grill. spend probably that much a month by myself. Jesus. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Uh, Easily. Here, I probably spend like 1500 to two grand a month. Yeah. No, we're talk- I'm talking about food specifically. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. Um, food. Oh, food is my number one. More, more if you saw my pie chart of what I spend, food disgusting. and rent are the 
biggest colors on this pie chart. Same, same, and it's disgusting. Massive. It's disgusting every yeah. time I look. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Okay, so when you go travel to these places that are cheaper, from our perspective as privileged people from Canada, when you go there, you have so much more purchasing power. So you live so comfortably. You go to a restaurant, you have a bunch of beers. I didn't do anything all day, and right. I only spent like 40 bucks <laughs> max. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sometimes you spend more. If you start doing adventure things and taking buses and transportation, your costs go up. But if you just live somewhere for a bit, like some random town or something, you just go through the day, have a couple beers, talk right. to some people, maybe ride a bike around or go for a hike. And you, you barely spend any money. So it works a lot for the creative field because I could go to work on shit there. But I don't have the access to the people who are in Vancouver or in North America where it's cheaper to live. Right. So if I want to collaborate with people on something, um, it's different uh, people you can collaborate right. with. Right. Wow. Especially if we're working like English-related creativity, like the population here is obviously way more English people, more development with news and mm-hmm. acting, whatever. There, everything's in Spanish. There's like small expat communities, which are the people who've moved there from other places, and they tend to speak English. And do things in English, right? But you, sh- you, should, uh, you should be like a little ambassador. That's what you should try to do. You know, I don't know. I think I'm too critical to be um, an ambassador. I tell people to go awareness. there. I tell people to go there. I haven't told many people like this is what's actually happening in Colombia. That's what you should do. But though, I tell people I've been more of an ambassador than a critical person. Right? Yeah, because you know, someone like me, probably a lot of the people too. Um, yeah, have no idea. Okay, like, we know why, we know it's corrupt. This of is course. why this is why I like a podcast more than I like news writing. Sometimes, in a podcast, I can talk about things for a general audience way easier than if you were like following my news stories because you have to like kind of understand what's happening somewhere. You get a general idea if you read one of my news stories. This is what's happening in Colombia. Sometimes it's relatable to the outside world because it happens all over the place. It doesn't lean to a side. It just you just state the fact as it is. Yeah, right. generally, right? Generally, sometimes you're critical. Like this is fucking. I don't. Okay, right. no, you don't. When you write news, you don't say that much. Like, I think this. You say this is what happened, and it could be, it could be to the far right. It could be to the far left. Right. And I'm just stating it as fact and not in first Changing person. Changing up the wordings. Yeah. But generally, I don't try to do that. I Ooh, just, that's a skill in itself. I just do whatever comes out of my head and that's influenced by all the shit I consume right. and whatever I lean, whichever way. Right. right. But generally, it's just like a not an I think this voice. This is not my opinion. This is what I think is happening. Right. Whereas, okay, so now on a podcast, I can sit down with you and talk about this in a general sense. And like, yeah. You get a general idea. Like, you don't have to go so deep into it. I don't want you to go to Columbia and become a news person just so you know what I know. Right. You just get a general idea and you know, okay, I'm going, if I go to Columbia as a backpacker, this is what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. And I remember what he said. There was some other shit happening out here. So yeah. try not to be a fucking dick when you're in Columbia. Right. Yeah. Some shit might happen to you because you messed with the wrong people or some shit. Right. No, definitely. Um, social awareness. Hashtag social awareness. Yeah. See, af- after we even had this discussion right now, my, my views on Columbia changed a little bit. You know, That's what everyone says, too. Um, people are like, yo, how sketchy is Korea? Oh, d- remember that? Yeah, D- during yeah, the time yeah. a couple of years ago when, when North Korea was like, yo, yeah. we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And now they're showing friendship yeah, and perhaps maybe. a reunion. Yeah. No, I think they'll stay separate, but they're going to have like Maybe. more of an international tie together. They're not going to like, Who I promise knows? not to bomb the shit out of you. Because in- inter-ballistic, what, what's that thing that they were talking about? Oh, uh, yeah. The yeah. North Korea's nuclear weapons through international uh, yeah, <laughs> inter-ballistic. Like it, yeah, it's confirmed like they could do it. And then right after that we happens, they're like... To- 
Okay, that's the wrong voice. <laughs> we have the ability to uh, strike your continent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, eliminate the race. And we had those propaganda music. You know who really saved the world from that war? Not Donald Trump. Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman's friendship saved the world. He went over there and showed him. Not, not more than once, too. I, oh I yeah, dude, they're on like a pal basis. Wow, they probably hang out and they're like, "Look at all my military weapons." And Dennis Rodman like, "Dude, dude, that's so cool." <laughs> and then, and then he's like, he's like, "I've been watching this in the pop culture," and he's like, "Oh, Dennis, I knew you would like us." And he starts to build these ties with the the American culture and stuff. He probably owns Nikes, dude. He probably has a bunch of oh, swag. I'm sure he he's does. Like, I, do you know what I do? I collect Supreme gear. I kill people and steal the shoes. And steal the Supreme. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Uh. So Dennis Rodman saved us from one more. Where is the next war going to be? <sighs> Man. Probably Iran. Well, I think it's sports. I think sports is what's... Uh, oh, it's, there's a civil war guys. happening right now, too. Uh. Oh, sports connected. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure the U.S. basketball... I'm sure LeBron James and all these players are going to go play in Korea at some point. North Korea. I would say maybe even next year, dude. I don't know. Maybe. It'd probably be a big national moment all over NBC and shit. And then there's always going to be somebody else to go to war with. There's, um, uh, I have a, Paralympic Games, was it? Um, I have a friend whose uh, dad is the president of, I think, Paralympic Games or something like wow. that. And uh, and uh, every year, I think, or they'll set up like a little... Uh, Exhibition? Uh, yeah. And they get to go to North Korea and play with those guys over there. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So I think they, they went um, last year. So the ties have begun slowly. Yeah. And then Dennis Rodman sent into another world. And then Trump agreed, okay, hey, I'm going to hang out with you. Okay, you're going to get rid of the nukes, right? He's a great guy. He's He's a great great guy. guy. Very smart guy. Yeah. Fabulous. (laughs) He just accentuates everything. Man. And then, hey, good on him for stopping the war. Well, you know, that's what they say. Yeah, yeah. I don't think any action has been placed after that. Okay, you guys watch this. I just stopped the war over here. But on the side, I'm selling weapons to this country who's massacring another country. We're going to make a billion dollars, okay? (laughs) A A million dollars. A million jobs. A million, a jillion dollars. Billions of dollars for the economy. (laughs) And not to the immigrants. (laughs) Fuck the immigrants. Man. Dude. So they, they put on the spectacle somewhere else and say, we've just avoided this. But on the side, they're doing some oh, shady totally. shit. And yeah. they're like bombing schools and school buses and right. gross shit, dude. Do you, have, you, you've heard of like those uh, uh, controversies about like um, Hitler rising to power and they were all, it was all planned out by america the cia yeah the cia because you know he came out he 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 was from like a military background and so uh the u.s strategically planned it in a way where he can like rise to power probably dude the cia has their hands on everything and then everybody's like oh the russians interfered with facebook in our election this is a travesty And at the same time, they're just like everyone's, destroying everyone's other countries. To, and yeah, they're like, exactly. oh, you guys democratically elected somebody? 
let us usurp him with a dictator from the army. And then a dictator takes over after somebody right. was democratically elected yeah. because of the CIA. Right. And then here we are, like, they ruined our elections with Facebook memes and the dark web and the all right devastated. They're, they're trying to hide. Oh they're just God. hiding it from the, the actual Dude, bigger picture. I don't picture believe in politicians is. anymore. Like, that's just all so No, it's, dumb. it's strategical. It's game plan. It's, it's wordplay. It's, it's all, yeah, it's all rhetoric and they're up there doing this image and on the side they're doing some shady shit and they're working for the rich people and that's it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That is it. There's maybe, there's people out here on the, in the Blue Ridge elections in Vancouver in their districts and they really believe in something, but the real people on the top say, okay, you can play down there, right. but we pull all the strings at the top. Right. Because, okay. Uh, for example, we I, just got to live with it. Whatever. You you open the news and there's always cases of what's that the 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 USA gymnastics uh, the doctor that just got charged with sexual oh, assault. Oh, creepy shit! And there was but another, we... and then there was another guy that just uh, I don't know who it was, but I was reading the news today. Something else happened to another guy, and he was he was a gynecologist, and he apparently oh, yeah. you know did like abused bad stuff. his position but man and like, at the same time these institutions know they know and they don't report it this, this guy I, I think he said work for a university yeah and 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 people have wrote down uh uh notes and and it's all suspect, just been ignored i suspect this is happening maybe some rape and then they're like, oh, no, this will affect the profits. Let's shove it aside. The police doesn't need to know. <laughs> Man, you... How do you expect and that's ju- the And that's police? just the tip of the iceberg. <sighs> There's people that are at the top and selling shitty mortgages and shit and watch the world collapse, and then they walk away with $300 million in bonuses. Mm. And you're like, what the fuck? Dude. It's messed oh, up. Oh, just destroy thousands of lives, but I'm part of the ultra-rich still. Yeah. And then they just, like, find the company and never go to jail. You would think. And then this dude is on the street smoking a joint, and the police crushes him. Police brutality. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? Right? You, this contrast. You, man, you would assume our but, society would be more more developed in that sense. Dude, it's easier to live in the fantasy Instagram land and all this shit. Then when you go like, when you start just start reading news and going deep into shit, you just start seeing how shitty and twisted the world is. Yeah, man, it's just it's, it's just it's better to live in people this making stupid decisions, trying to everyone trying to making mean decisions, right? Bad decisions, S- selfish decisions, selfish decisions, right? And uh, <laughs> you know, as a kid, this is funny because as a kid growing up, you I had you, a glimpse you, of it. You but clearly know what's right from wrong, and then as you get older. Uh, oh, the people... It would be nice to have my lifestyle like this. Right. And I need to be known, and I need to have this lifestyle. Oh, I can screw this person over, I'm and I can get this job? I'm going to subjugate you to my will. You live over there, I live over here, okay? It's messed up. This is what's happening, deal with it. I'm in control. <laughs> Dude. Okay, I don't know if people have those type of evil thoughts... They pr- sometimes do, but they probably have these thoughts that are just like, I need to do this. And then they have to outweigh versus doing the right thing versus doing the thing that will elevate your family and status and all this shit. So people just make bad decisions because we're fucking, uh, what are we, like fifth generation monkeys now? <laughs> yeah. Just a few thousand years probably. ago, we were monkeys like having territorial wars and shit. Right. And we haven't found the way to transcend into like this global, maybe like a plant 
that doesn't kill itself. It just lives right. in complete harmony. We haven't evolved to that yet. No. Will it yet. be machines or will it be humans through time? Who Singularity, evolved? baby. Yeah, it's probably going to be machines. Yeah. Because if we didn't have technology... We need one hive. We it, need one artificial intelligent mind yeah. that humans need to develop that will just connect listen, all of us we together. We listen to that hive and it's like the most righteous thing. Right. What if we create God? We could. A God algorithm. Singularity, that's what it is. This thing it? is the most pure, loving thing that has the best interest in us. Right. And it uses technology to control everything. And the, this is how this has to be a forced communism <laughs> that's, through that's a digital dictator. Right <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you hear about... Do, uh, do you know what God. Samsung is doing right now? What? Uh, they're building a huge... Um, the race is on. They're, they're pretty much making like a, a, a small city... In a, in a building. Oh, that is algorithmically... In a giant building where they'll have schools, they'll have residential areas, they'll have grocery stores, they'll have a- anything, you, you know, doctor, you know, offices, yeah, whatever like, what you What if the it. algorithm was set to the greater good? And, and it's Samsung, one hive mind controlling everything. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, see? So what's better, that or democracy? A bunch of fucking angry monkeys are like, I want this to be this way. Vote for me. This is how it's going to be. Fuck the immigrants. Right. (laughs) Or are we going to have this all-knowing being at the top who, I know what's right for you, my son. Again. (laughs) Look behind you. (laughs) Again, what I'm saying, that God is going to be artificial intelligence. <laughs> it's going to be something that humans have created. Oh, these religions which, have which been telling Which can connect story. all of us together. You know, yeah. remember that Joe Rogan podcast Yo, this with could be Elon a, Musk? This could be a Black Mirror season three episode. Let's write them an email. <laughs> and, Let and, us write the God Hive Mind episode, please. You could. We can make something crazy off of this. And uh, you, know how, you know how he talks about how our cell phones are, is an extension of our body, right? What happens... I, now I'm thinking what happens when everyone is connected to the same source, right. same hive mind. Again, what you said, God or yeah. some artificial intelligence. Yeah, instead of me having my anxious That can thoughts. connect everyone together. So, you know, if, if I would be feeling some way, you could easily, oh, with the I help know. of artificial intelligence, know how I'm feeling. Maybe yeah, somehow. more than judging your... Exactly. Yeah, I just have this... Maybe your feeling is transferred onto me and I'm like... Right. Yeah. So maybe... With this, Everybody's like, I have to stay at peace now because otherwise everybody feels fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, don't know, don't know. <laughs> but yeah, if artificial intelligence could could be used for the positive i could see this would you do it would happening. you plug it yo samsung would you wait for the 2.0 or would you take the first one <laughs> just shoot it at me right away let's go <laughs> there's 50 percent chance that there's my brain might explode and just yeah, fry yeah, yeah, yeah you might turn into a meme or something you're just oh. gonna like sit there like a meme or right. some shit you're but, broken but hopefully you know because right now the biggest problem that I, you know when i think about everyone talking about different sides is it, it at end of the day it becomes you know emotional slash moral aspects as opposed to written rules okay so let's take this down even further do you think they're gonna still give you a uh i don't know if free will is real but mm-hmm. are they gonna give you the ability to have some sense of free will or are you just gonna follow the hive mind and do your role in society because the technology is forcing you to do it. Well, if the technology can help us empathize with people, okay. So you're still what, what's wrong with that? You're still you you still keep your ability to decide what you're doing, right? And, or at and, least think you're deciding what you're doing because maybe these algorithms are giving you recommendations. Yeah. Hey, it, you should go to the gym, and and maybe it can alter your perspective. All right. Maybe not. Maybe it could. Right. Yeah. Who knows? 
Oh man, this is why we can't die. Hashtag don't die. No, not until yeah. The I want to live to like 120, please. Maybe yeah, get some stem cells and like prolong the ability to not be in like a chair or something. I want to freeze myself, dude. I'm pretty sure for like 10 years. Is that oh yeah. skip a generation? Yeah, I, w- I want to like freeze myself when I'm 35. Man, but how hard will it for you to be? What if the integration gap is just so hard, like you can't go? Unless I guess you have to plug in. <laughs> yeah, you'll, yeah, exactly, exactly. We, well, By the time we don't I have wake up, here anymore. Cy- you, you, have to, you have to connect to the hive mind, right? Oh. Apple iPhones. Oh. This is a Kodak, bro. It's gone. Oh. We have hive mind now. It's, it's like the Matrix, where you maybe like put something in your back. Yeah. Bluetooth, the cloud. You have all this <laughs> augmented reality. <laughs> All this augmented reality telling you things. Right. Plus, it's connected to your brain, so like you're more likely to do something that you should do instead of what you shouldn't do, maybe, because the algorithm's just forcing you to do it. Right. Yeah. Okay, so then the Black Mirror episode would be like that. A bunch of people plugged in, and everything seems good, but there are still rebels out there. Maybe their connection isn't as strong, so they still have this free will. Right. And or, or maybe they're just strongly and believe. They're, and they're trying to escape. No, because if you're connected to the hive mind, you believe what the hive mind believes. No, the, no, the hive mind can only tell you, because it's essentially you're having two brains. The hive mind okay. can tell you one thing, but you still have your okay, brain, but and what you, can, if, you have the ability to choose. What if the hive mind decided, somebody who's at the top of the hive mind decided, let's crank it up a bit, and they set, make the settings so it starts to dominate a lot of people more. Right. So they start to do the thing that the hive mind wants you to do, right. but there's still those other people that somehow, for some reason, they can still create their free will brain, and they try to escape and Oof. create a rebellion. I can see a story coming here. But Oof. the hive mind would have all the nukes, they would have all the crazy shit. If you tried to start some guerrilla warfare without like right. equal weapons, you'd be fucked. Well, there's a movie similar to that where where they take people's emotions. Really? Yeah. Oh, and then some other people escape the emotions. Or something? Yeah, you you take they take a pill. I think it was uh, probably Chris, Christian Bale. Um, I have an I I have a thought that I always have. Every idea that I always say, "What if?" If I Google it, usually it already exists. Right. Like, there's not too much original shit out there. Right. Unless it's like something funny, random. But it has to be super random. Yeah. Like, I think now, yeah, you're right now, in, in this time of age, it's all made, about getting an idea and, and morphing it, deriving it into something different. Okay, if anybody's yeah. made it through this podcast this late, I have a challenge for you. The next time you start having these what-if thoughts, Google it. <laughs> and write me in the comments if you're listening to this. Right. Like, how many times was your Google successful in saying this already exists? Right. <laughs> And there's probably something effed up too. Because yeah. then why would you Google it to see if it was true? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like when I was trying to think of a name for the podcast, I, it's, I took so long. I couldn't think of anything. And then at one moment, I just had a snap moment. I was like, fuck this. I'm just going to throw out the minimal viable name. Fuck it. So maybe I'll change the name of the podcast at some point. But I was on Google so much just looking up if this already exists. Right. Like all these things already exist. What are you calling it right now? Uh, Frank talks to anyone. Nice. It's so basic. Right. It's just like so general. Um, the t- the title is general, but yeah, uh, I think I can make it. I, I, I also think the reason why it's general is because you um, maybe I, don't have a, a a clear grasp on on what type of interview. Right, right, you right. True, doing, true, true. Right? Once true. you have that, I think the title will come naturally. Yeah, yeah. Because originally, I don't know. It's some. I always think of different ways this podcast could be. Yeah. Whether it's short and like snappy questions, trying right. to have a quick. Uh, interview or like this one's gone long dude we're now at a minute 42 an hour 42 uh, an hour 42 holy so we're probably uh, gonna hit two hours yeah and i gotta go take a whiz soon so 
gotta wrap it up soon. Or if you yeah, wanna, we should. Been, I've been holding it for the past like twenty minutes. <laughs> All right, and remember, <laughs> the next time you're an audition. Please don't piss your pants. Yes, please. Oh, God. And I wish you success in all your shit. Yeah. And uh, what do you want to do next? Like, what's your next thing you're aiming for? Is there something that's, like, far to reach difficult, but you could probably do, and you think that's, like, the next step? Yeah. So, I mean, essentially, it's the same picture. Doing exactly what I'm doing, but uh, now I'm... Hopefully, I'll be able to uh, tackle some bigger roles if I get, you know, bigger auditions. And um, I think I'm also at the age where uh, I don't look like a high school kid anymore so i don't go out for a lot of high school roles okay um so i also should look into my niche market you know what i right. mean what what i think would sell so there's a lot of like do you think at some point you'll start like your own thing like a show that you wrote or something or uh, something like that maybe where you take control of everything maybe but i mean step by or step the team is built around you <laughs> all right keep that as the pedestal goal oh, number three man I don't think I'm honestly. I don't think I'm ready to to think carry a show, but right, right. Eventually, of course. Yeah, you know, that's eventually. what you. That's what you got to shoot for. Yeah, but but now you know I'm going out for like reoccurring roles, guest star yeah. roles, um, which I think are the next um, step in my career. All right. So again, it's just grinding, and and uh, we'll see where it goes. I mean, the last like four or five years have been good to me. Yeah. Um. So that also gives me motivation to keep going forward and. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fun, you know. Yeah. It's fun. So if I had, if I have advice for you, it'd be try to keep the control of your life. Right. Don't let the life like dominate you. Like you have to go do all this shit, and your time's taken. Yeah. Try to keep some space for thinking about what you want to do. Right. Right. And get some fucking endorphins, dude. It'll save you. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, but although rain season's coming, so you might have to get back in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe go swim in the river or something. That, that's what I've been doing the past couple of weeks. Not the river, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day can, you'll swim up the Seymour River. God, like a fish. so cold. You'll, so get a, you'll get a fish implant and you'll be like, I wanna, I like wanna in put South up. Park when they cut the dolphin oh yeah, oh yeah. implant. Kanye? Is it the Kanye fish? No, the, no. The, the fish sticks? The gay fish? <laughs> No, and one of the dads gets like an implant, and he's a he's a dolphin. He's like, I've always wanted to be a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> he's still like human, and like just like plastic surgery of a dolphin. Fuck, I love South Park. Yeah, yo, there's new episodes. Are there? I've watched the last oh, three. Yeah. There, the la- one of them was about uh, making fun of priests molesting kids. Oh God! And the town would just go to church and make oh, jokes no. about it. Is, are they are they continuing it? Like they're you know going how? for the they're turning up the cringe level. They're like going for things that people are like, whoa, it's right. aggressive. Did it did it get to? Because you know the last season everything was kind of connected, right? The whole season. This one's not connected. It's like the old. This one's separate. All like the other. These ones? ones are separate stories. Nice. Maybe they're small. Like PC principal has a. Do you know who PC Principal is? No. You, okay, you have so much South Park to watch. Yeah. Because the last few years are hilarious. I haven't seen all the... Remember? The Remember Berries, uh, right? I, I kind of... Like, I was on okay, and off. You, okay, first of all, you got to go to that season. Yeah. Because it's hilarious. They make fun of like all the developments like in North Vancouver, how like everything's so like... Ha, uh, everything's so posh. Right. Hip. Right. Soto Sopa. And then there's like mixed incomes living. There's a homeless guy living outside and shit like that. Right. So they okay. got really culturally, cr- they started to critique culture a lot. That's awesome. And lately they started to make fun of like the cringy shit in society. 
So it's like it's less about like Carmen saying "fuck" and doing all this crazy right. shit, and it's, it's more, more like about like Lil Tay, Lil Tay coming, yo, it's stuff happening in culture, and they right. just go after it, and they don't care if you're gonna cringe or not. Right. So that that that's that's how you get the best, uh, um, <laughs> the best content, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You go for that, it. That's why. That's why I think you know they have control of their lives. That's why I think whenever I whenever I think about late night talk show hosts. Um, for me, my favorite is Jimmy Kimmel because of that mentality that he has where, you know, he'll, he'll say something and he doesn't give a shit about right. what people would think. That's why he was so successful in the when he hosted the, uh, uh, what did he host? The Emmys? Would he be better off if he had like a podcast or something where he could go even deeper? No. Because on that, like he can't say anything really aggressive on like no, NBC he, or some shit. No. Podcast on drugs would be the Tonight Show. So. Oh, yeah, whoa. I guess he's got, that's, that's where you got to get into, Tonight Show's. That's what you should do. I don't know if I want to be in that world. Eventually, maybe you could start just out with this and then eventually have a little studio. The right? lights on and shit lights on Lights on and, and then it just studio? becomes like... I don't know if I want a studio. Bro, but imagine... Like, you take this skill... Right, right. And, and you try to expand on it. Right. Right? Why not? But I don't need to expand to that world. I don't, I don't want to be... That's fair enough. I don't want to be in like that... Uh, everything's controlled by the corporate person at top and limits like what you say. Right. Well, unless you have your own show. Even when you have your own show, though, like there's still commercial breaks. YouTube, you to, man. YouTube, you can make whatever you want. Right. Oh, right on YouTube. Okay, YouTube. if I copied that model, maybe without the huge audience. Yeah. Still on YouTube. You right. Do it. Of course. Okay. Of course. I thought you were thinking like being on NBC. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely you get restrictions. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? Um, I have, have a, yeah, I have a Facebook, Instagram. My Facebook is Harry Han. Um, You'll probably see my picture, so you'll know which one. And my Instagram handle is HarryHand6. What about uh, your Twitter? Same thing? Yeah, Twitter is the same thing. I'm, I'm yeah, try not... to have the same name across things. That exactly. way somebody, it's easy to look it up. Yeah. Unless oh. you don't want them to see your right. Instagram or something. Also, there's not a lot of guys named Harry Hand, so. Right, right. Yeah. I Googled your name and your uh, your page for the acting. What's it called? IMBD? IMDB, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of the sequence. <laughs> Database. <laughs> I'll never get it unless I sit down and memorize it, dude. <laughs> Internet media database, maybe. Okay, if I knew that, I would probably learn the acronym. Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll keep posting. Um, again, <laughs> I don't like posting to like you know to like show what I've done, but at the same time, I feel like as an actor to showcase my stuff, I have to do that or you know put make yourself a website. out there. Exactly. You gotta be online now. You can't. As much as I want to quit being on social media, you still have to have the presence out there if definitely. you want to build something. Yeah, definitely. So I'll try to, you know, I'll try to keep active on there. So if you guys are ever uh, wondering, you in should the near make future. Instagram skits. Yeah, I, I you know, I <laughs> I'll write down one minute skits if I have like a little quirky, funny idea. Yeah. So I have a little booklet of like maybe uh, 30, 40, one minute little skits. Yeah, that, do uh, that. Potentially, I could, you know dive down into and start making like again uh little youtube youtube skits and yeah mm. i feel like instagram ones are easier because it's like shorter yeah Automa- is it one minute max still no you don't have unless to- so you go on instagram tv i think you could do it as long as you want even on instagram now yeah like regular yeah you can continue the video and oh, it'll right. just carry on to the next uh right slide, so oh, it's exploding okay yeah, yeah. all right great uh great we'll interview this. we'll do this again yeah hey uh thank you for having me on the show and um it was is again very I therapeutic. Told you, therapeutic yeah fun you're gonna f- walk off right now and feel like a cloud maybe right this two hours literally like 
swung by. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, this is one of the shorter feeling ones. Right. As long as you're talking, it's just it flows. Stay in flow state. Everybody hashtag flow state. Hashtag endorphins. Right. Go do those things, and you'll feel better. If you don't want to be depressed, get on endorphins. Get on some flow state. Yeah, get on it, bro. Sweat yeah. it out. Sweat See you later. Out. Later. <laughs>